Welcome to the Sourcing for Innovation podcast. This is episode one. My name is Adam Curtis, and joining me today is Jacob Shu, CEO of... You want to make the announcement right now, Jake? <laughs> yeah, CEO of Catalyte. Formerly? Formerly Catalyst DevWorks. So this podcast, uh, in its entirety, will talk a lot about the name change, what it means for the company, what it means for clients. Does it change our core focus? Does it change what we do, what we talk about? Uh, and then in subsequent episodes, we'll talk a little bit more about where the industry is going, mm -hmm. you know, where uh, Catalyte can help you out with digital transformation. What are your agile needs? What are your bimodal needs? Where are you in programming languages? What does game theory have to do with team development? We're going to explore all aspects of software engineering, uh, application development, et cetera. But I, I think I stole your thunder here. Let's get back to what is important today. We are now announcing that Catalyst DevWorks is Catalyte. Set the table for us a little bit. Explain this name change. Yes, well, I think it came, the name change came from a couple of different considerations. I think the first was the consideration of what makes Catalyte unique, right? I think that one of the areas that we do that were very different from other companies is that we're using data science to identify people with extraordinary abilities. Um, you know, the old name Catalyst DevWorks really seemed to imply that we were a traditional IT services or a dev shop, which we are not, right? We are really at the heart of it, our cores, we are a data science company. Um, the other aspect of it also was more of a tactical consideration, which was our URL for Catalyst DevWorks was way too long. Very <laughs> difficult for people to remember. Uh, you know, high 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 potential for misspelling it, and 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 it just wasn't a very memorable URL. So we were looking for a way to find a URL that also rep that was also represented the company's name and was something that was simple and straightforward people to remember. And that new URL is. Catalyte.io, C-A-T-A-L-Y-T-E dot I-O. Completely new redesigned site, too. Looks very nice, if I must say so. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's really meant, again, to highlight the things that make us different, make us unique. Well, go back to that first one, the idea that Catalyte is a data science company, really using um, that data and our analytic capability to find the best developers out there. Walk us through that concept a little more? Because I think most people think, well, you guys get a bunch of resumes in here and you pick the best one out of it. What's the difference that you guys bring? Yes, well, that's a great question, Adam. I mean, first of all, we don't have recruiters, right? We don't look at resumes. Right? Our, our approach to finding talent is that we go with as broad of a brush as we can into the market and we invite people to take a test. Right. And based on how people do in that test, uh, we actually bring them into a program where we normalize their skills and we actually put them into teams where they can actually learn and, and, and do agile development as a group. And that's one of the things that make us that makes our teams so productive is that first we're using data to find extraordinary talent. Um, and when we say extraordinary talent, what are we looking for? We're looking for people who a have the ability to learn things very quickly, who can synthesize and and find information and data to to make informed decisions. Secondly, we're looking for something that we call cognitive agility. So we want people who are who make decisions based on data. And, and, and evidence versus dogma. Uh, we're looking for people who have grit, right? Who can uh, persevere and stay determined to complete 
difficult, complex tasks and, and activities. Um, you know, we're looking for a combination of, and actually our, our, our predictive algorithms go through 5,000 different variables to assess a person's ability. But we're really trying to find people with extraordinary latent abilities who have those abilities to learn things quickly and who can actually become better software developers. So we are a big believer that our program, our process enables us to actually find people who are going to be more successful than traditionally trained software developers. Um, I should also mention, I mean, a key distinction is that we put people into teams, so they come out working as a team. So the idea is that we can deploy a full team of people who actually, right off the bat, who can get up, up to speed much faster on work. They can get to uh, a steady state productivity faster than most, most other teams. Um, and they're more productive and provide and, pr and produce higher performance in terms of engineering and better quality. And again, this is based on outcome data. It's not an opinion. It's not, uh, it's not something we picked out of the air. It's something that we're actually using data and we're using data science first onboarding, finding and assembling the right teams, and then actually uh, assessing and tracking and tuning performance over time, again, using data to, to do that. So we're really being objective about it. Um, and that's why we're able to produce such great results. So it sounds like almost a, a two-part feedback loop. Let me, let me work my head around this. So you have the, the outcome data, which you then feed back into the assessment to decide who has the best, I guess, mindset to become a great developer and a great team member. Those great develop, uh, developers and teams then create better outcomes, which you can then also optimize. So your outcome is always getting better, which then feeds back in, which finds you even better developers to create better teams, create better outcomes, loops back and forth. Is that correct? That's exactly right. I mean, it's really an agile learning loop, if you would, right? But we're doing it at scale. We're doing it as a team. And we're doing it in conjunction with our clients. Uh, so oftentimes when we deploy a full team with our client, after the very first sprint, we're making course of corrections, right? We're making adjustments. It could be adjustments to the team in terms of team members. And look, a big, a big reason why people succeed or fail in any particular organization many times is has a big cultural component. So we're doing things like cultural tuning and making sure that we can find people who can succeed in our clients' culture and how they work. Um, there's quite a lot of tuning that also happens, customizations and tuning around our, our process so that we can integrate much much more closely with our clients and be much more collaborative with the way that we work together. So there's a lot of course corrections that happen from sprint to sprint. But like all learning loops, um, you know, the, this is something that is going to get better over time. So it's a self-optimizing, uh, self but we're using data to make those decisions, not using opinion or, or, or you know, or, or just... Um, having any human bias involved in those assessments. We're trying to use a pure data approach so it's objective and it's something that, you know, we can we can prove. It sounds like, yeah, that's part of um, at least the solution to cutting out unconscious bias, which you hear a lot of in the tech industry, to be able to bring more people for more... Uh, diverse backgrounds into it, which is only going to lead to better software. You can look at problems from different viewpoints and come up with different solutions, cut out some of the groupthink that tends to be uh, endemic in companies that hire only the same 
uh, type of person. Absolutely. That's right on. Now, this is, again, a little bit of a change in how I know that uh, we've talked about the company before, Catalyst, now Catalyte, in terms of data science. Is it really changing, though, the core of what the company uh, offers to clients in terms of, um, you know, consulting or software engineering or managed services or anything else like that? In terms of the service portfolio and where we want to go with this is that today we have a pretty strong program around setting up essentially on-site teams with our clients, right, where it's Catalyte teams working as one uh, agile team in conjunction with and deeply collaborative with our clients on site. We're, we're also launching a series of other services, and this actually goes to why we also wanted to broaden the appeal of the name a bit, was, you know, the you know Catalyst DevWorks really, again, applied that we were really an IT services or going straight into kind of just develop a development shop. We're really trying to be a lot broader than that, right? So we're move, you know, we have a set of consulting services that we offer, um, and that goes to things like design thinking or lean product engineering or bimodal enablement. Um, but just as, a, but we also have a set of managed services that we are going to market with, that enables our clients to actually engage with us in a much faster, lightweight approach, where we can run continuous programs to help them improve things like system maintenance. Um, QA, quality engineering, um, prototyping, and DevOps as well. So we're launching a pretty broad set of services beyond just our our project approach. Uh, we're doing consulting, we're doing managed services, and, uh, and, and we're also kind of just changing the ways that we also engage with our clients from just the ability for our teams to convert and become part of our clients' teams. Uh, so we're creating a lot more flexibility in terms of the services and our go-to-market strategy in terms of how we engage with our clients. And the focus, I think, also will benefit clients in that if we're doing a little bit more on the data science, then we can dig a little bit deeper into the actual outcome data the, the, you know, that we do for their products or for their projects. Um, how much of that is going to be used just sort of to help optimize Catalyte teams and how much of it might be used to help um, you know, clients with their uh, development processes? That's a great question. So what we have found is that our typical approach is that we're tracking this, what we call longitudinal data throughout a project, right? So the time that we engage with our client, we're looking at data during project deliveries um, and, and, and we're using that to course correct uh, cycle to cycle. Uh, but that one of the things that we've actually, and we've traditionally only been doing that for Catalyte data. So we share with our clients how Catalyte teams are doing, and we typically try to compare them with our, how our clients' internal FTE teams are doing. Um, but increasingly, as we've been sharing that data, a number of our clients have actually asked us to come back and help them to assess and benchmark how the other suppliers and vendors are doing as well. So. What we believe is that over time, the data platform that we've created in terms of being able to drive higher performance using data once the teams have engaged, that's going to be an opportunity for us to actually be able to create a lot more transparency and visibility for our clients into their overall um, uh, sourcing strategy, whether it be uh, how they assess Catalyte's performance, how they assess their other vendor or supplier uh, performance, and also how they assess their own internal FTE, full-time employee bases uh, 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 performance as well. So that's very valuable. It's the first time I've actually seen any, any company in the industry be able to provide that level of visibility um, and transparency. Yeah, you hear a lot of analysts talk about you need to have the right person, meaning the right person with the right mindset to do 
this innovative sort of um, mode two work. And I don't know if a lot of companies have that or even have the idea of what to look for in those people who might have that mindset. This sounds like it might help with that issue. Yeah, again, I think it goes back to sort of data illuminating talent, right? So data, being able to use data to really understand what are those drivers of success, successful outcomes in a company. Uh, you know, most of the times when you don't use data and you don't have an objective set of, of criteria or attributes to, to, to look at, you always fall back to traditional human bias, right? So does this person look and act and talk and think like me? That's usually what makes a person successful in any particular organization. Um, those, and you'll find that uh, you know many studies have already been made about this. That a person's resume or how they interview is not at all predictive of how they're successful. They're going to be on the job. So this is really again using data to assess in an objective way how people are actually producing successful outcomes for our clients. So it creates better, more successful outcomes for clients. Uh, better products for you know, the public or for internal end users. And then also it, it sounds like there is a little bit of a, um, almost a, a community effect here. You are giving people who might not have the quote unquote traditional markers or um, points on their resume that would get them this opportunity before. They have the latent talent. We are now exposing them to that opportunity, connecting them with clients to produce better outcomes and therefore giving them an opportunity to better themselves, better their communities, better their families, better the country, better the economy. Absolutely. And I think that's the fascinating part of this journey is that most most clients are usually surprised to find that a lot of our, m most of our workforce does not come from a traditional software development sort of background. Uh, and so what ends up happening is that people are always surprised that the teams that Catalyte puts into our clients to do the work are able to produce you know, are able to produce three times the level of productivity in terms of agile, you know, your cost per agile story point. They're able to get three times the productivity of the nearest competitor because, again, that our teams are actually just performing at a much higher level. Um, again, we're kind of taking the bias out of it. So we're looking at data. And so we're looking at those those things and how do we t tune a team um, and tune a program so that we actually achieve better outcomes over time. Um, so you're finding that our teams are able to ramp up faster, they're delivering more in terms of commitments to actual deliveries, their productivity is higher as measured by a you know agile story point per hour basis, um, and they're able to, they're, they're producing higher quality. I mean, measurably, objectively higher quality in terms of producing a lot, you know, significantly less defects, um, you know, per deliveries than, you know, certainly our competition and certainly than, you know, even even our own clients in-house FTE staff. So to, to recap here, we have a new name, Catalyte, coming about because we are more focused on illuminating talent uh, and also to bring about more sort of data science aspects to how we talk about our core business. Uh, core business is remaining largely the same, expanding a bit into offering, um, again, more uh, analytic details to clients. And you can find all of this at catalyte.io. Is there anything I left out there? No, I think you summed it up real well. So, Jake, thank you so much. Uh, and we'll talk to you again soon on Sourcing for Innovation. Thanks, Adam.